This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What's Canada's best NHL team? And there's a little bit of a debate over that, I would think. Maybe more than we should have. Running away with it, your Toronto Maple Leafs. So I feel like you and Clark are ballot box stuffers. <laughs> I voted for the Winnipeg Jets. And to be honest, I don't even think it's close. We could go through the reasons why they've got the best goaltending of any of those four teams. The record right now doesn't matter because that's going to change. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. I promise you, I can make you this promise. We're going to have a whole lot of fun on hour two. Uh, Moose and I are, and I think the audience will, too, on Game Plus Television. Hey, Moose, there you are. YouTube Live and WQEE Radio. Um, nine games in the NHL last uh, tonight. Sorry, nine games coming up tonight, Tuesday night. We put to bed what happened last night. It's a very big day in the Canadian Football League, so we're going to spend a lot of time on that here in Hour 2. So if you don't like that, I would encourage you to buzz off, because that's what we're going to talk about. How about that? Yeah. That's what we want to talk about today. (laughs) And as Moose said, once this day is through, it's going to be all NHL (laughs) into the spring, right? But today's a big day, and let's recap I haven't even read a single text yet from the 902 line. 902-518-3033. You can reach us there. There's a lot of comments on all the topics that we've had. The Flames meltdown last night. Do the Kansas City Chiefs qualify as a dynasty yet with two Super Bowls? We know the answer is no. Our jersey bracket today, our poll questions, Sabres or Pens. We'll talk about that more later. And I'll get to this, what's news so far, one hour into Canadian Football League free agency. Nobody is covering it live on air like we are today. In this country or any other country. But the day opened with this CFL, Canadian Football League, announcing they have taken over ownership of the Montreal Alouettes from the Sid Spiegel, Gary Stern situation. And you know what? I don't know if there's a life lesson in here or what, basically, Darren, other than you just never know how things are going to go. Those two bot, those two buddies, hey, Sid Spiegel and Gary Sturt, Sid's the old man, Gary was his son-in-law. They thought the, uh, they're going to buy the Alouettes and they're going to be the next Robert Kraft. And now this. I know. <laughs> the team's been wrestled out of Gary Stern's hands. From what I understand, he didn't go down without a fight. So there's that. And we were debating, now before we move on to the next, some of the signings today, how, you know, how do you announce that on the morning of free agency? Is it a timing issue? You have a take on it. I don't think you know the answer specifically, I but don't. you think you know why they did this when they did it. It's announcing it on the day of free yeah, agency. Yeah, I think you want to get this out as fast as possible to let pending free agents know that the situation is being handled and that there's no reason to avoid signing with Montreal. I think it helps... Danny Machocha track free agents. The league's handling it. There's stability in the ownership, and they're going to look for new owners. So don't worry about this organization being a spit show for the next year because the league's got it. Um, Ted in Arizona is watching, and he says, how many hosts tell the audience, if you don't like it, buzz off? I love this show. <laughs> uh, there aren't many. 
If Serena's watching, she'll get a real kick out of this uh, in Florida. Our agricultural director at the CKRM radio, Jim Smalley. When I started the Sports Cage radio show, May 17th, 2010, Smalley would say to me, like a couple of weeks into it, he's like, Roddy, you break every rule. This show shouldn't be as successful as it is, Roddy. <laughs> well, Jim, that's me. I'm going to break every rule. Uh, potentially to my own detriment, but we did make a lot of money. Yeah, all good things come to an end. Let's put it that way. Uh, we'll get to your questions, Mandy, in a second, but obviously we got our own agenda here. So we talked about the Alouette situation. They've been taken over by the CFL. The rumor is it's not going to be run by the CFL for long, but here we are. So to the signings today, we're awaiting the Saskatchewan Rough Riders announcing that they've signed Trevor Harris. They haven't yet, but I, that's clearly just a formality. I don't know what's holding it up, but he's already written a farewell on Instagram. <laughs> Cody Fajardo wrote his farewell to Sask, which is, okay, thank you. Now we're back. We did. It didn't end up well for Spiegel and Stern. Okay. And then here in Saskatchewan, Canada's football capital, Cody Fajardo is going to be the next big thing. I literally thought he might become the greatest quarterback in Saskatchewan history. What was he, 25 and 10 as a starter all time? Back-to-back -back West Finals. Everybody loved him. He was a regular at Christ the King Church, which, trust me, is a big thing here. And all of a sudden, it completely unraveled, and he got booted out of town. And he very classily penned his own farewell on Instagram and social media yesterday. Is this a fad that's going to end? I don't feel the need that they need to be doing this. I, know. I mean, it's nice, I no, guess. But... It is nice. But part of it, too, is, is we're in that world of, like, did you thank everybody? You know? Every time we do something, you got to make sure you do A, B, C, because you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, Right. Don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. You never feelings. know if you might have to go back. Right? <laughs> well, you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And not that it's about feelings, but it's just about, you know, we're doing it because we, now he did it, so I got to do it. You know? Yeah, I hate that. And not because, you know, you really feel that you need to do it. Like Trevor Harris, I like that he said, didn't play here long enough to write a farewell, but I'm doing one anyway. And that's just him pointing out that, I guess I should do one because everybody else is doing one, and I don't want to be the one guy who didn't say farewell to the team, and they're going to think I'm a jerk. If I didn't do it, when in reality, it's something that should happen. You know, only select few players really need to write a farewell. The ones that really attach themselves to a fan base, you know, for five or six seasons at least. So one of my football guys wrote me this. He's intimately uh, has knowledge of the Alouette's ownership situation. And, 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 and that's really what today shouldn't be about. It should be about who's signing where. But my friend has pointed out. The CFL is going to want a franchise fee for the next owners. They had to get rid of uh, the estate. I mean, I don't understand this stuff. This isn't what I, what I do. But he said for the next owner, the losses this upcoming year will be large because season ticket sales have gone down. Corporate sales have gone down. What seems to be or should be a cheap deal probably won't be. And he said the last owners lost $5 million on the deal. And, and, and there's more. So somebody wrote in here and said, how much are they going to be selling the team for? I don't know. Who cares? Um, I, I don't. Be, you're never going to get the real figure anyways. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about what matters. And Jeff Gordon, whom you know, he came to our Super Bowl party. Not the race car driver, a different guy. <laughs> Jeff Gordon lives in Regina. Michael Jordan lives in Prince Albert. And Mike, there's a guy here, financial planner. I think he's a financial planner, some kind of money guy. His name was Mike Babcock. He had to change it to Michael Babcock on all of his business cards and everything because yeah. it became to be too much. And that's something? Yeah. Um, anyways, Jeff says, I still feel it's the player increasing their own brand. Sure. But I do remember when I was writing my best-selling book on the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in 2007, I called Danny Barrett, our former coach, who had been fired just two years, two years before that. I was calling in 2008. He was fired in 2006. And DB was really nice to me. Gave me an interview. Shivers wouldn't. That's another story. But I said to Danny, you're being real nice. He goes, well, you never know. You might have to go back someday. Which, incidentally, he hasn't. <laughs> He's been in the NFL yeah. ever since. But that was just DB. Yeah. Me, I take a flamethrower to the bridge. Blow it up. I'm not going back over that bridge. But that's just me. 
<laughs> There's more than one way to do it. There's more than one way. It's just me. You know I'm not coming back. Won't be back. Thanks for the memories. Yeah. Um... Oh, Greg Ellingson to Montreal. What are we talking? Eugene Lewis, the league MVP, whom I believe you spent some time with at the Super Bowl or Great yeah. Cup party. Did you not? That's right. Apparently, the Edmonton Elks have made him the highest paid non-quarterback in the Canadian Football League at $320,000 per year. And I say, good for him. Guys are going to chase the money. The one thing that's interesting about that is I'm seeing the comments this morning. They overpaid. They overpaid. I guess if you have the money and you, I equate this to houses in a lot of ways. If you overpay to get the house that you really want and you have the money, does it matter yeah. that you overpaid? If you're happy. Yeah. You enjoy it. Works out for you. I mean, if this team wins, it, it doesn't really matter how much you pay for the assets if you win. Um, but that receiving core is going to be something. I mean, the Kyran Moore, too. To go along with Manny Arsenault, Manny Arsenault and him, and this is going to be a really good group and exciting. You know, it's going to be between Trey Ford and Taylor Cornelius. Can they distribute this football and, and engineer this into something really great? But um, Edmonton's going to be a team that you're going to want to watch. It'll be fun. You're always going to watch him because it's Chris Jones, and they can't be worse. No, they cannot. <laughs> well, we say that. I, <laughs> I guess they, they could. could. What were the Elks last year? Four and fourteen, I think. But they should sell more tickets. Ah. They should sell more merch. Thank you, Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, chiming in with some interesting things. He said the BC Lions have signed quarterback Dom Davis. BC Lions have signed Canadian receiver Justin McInnes, a former first-round pick out of Sask. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's my age that I think it's silly that these players are changing teams like their underwear. But we're still going to watch. I don't know. We're going to have to sit back and examine what does this mean. You can't cheer for individual players anymore. Or if you do, be prepared for your heart to be broken. Because, again, back to what I said, the Spiegel and Stern tandem bought the Alouettes, who was going to be the next big thing. Sid Spiegel never even saw them play a game. They lost millions, and he died. Who saw that coming? And now with Fajardo. Jesus sprinkles. People wonder what that means. He was willing the team to victories. I saw it with my own eyes. I was there. Right? Remember that? Yeah. Game against Hamilton here. He dove in the end zone, hit the cone. Game-winning touchdown in the last minute. It was the night of the first day of Buffalo days, our fair. Yeah. And at the news conference, Joe, Cody, what happened on that last drive? How did you score that touchdown? Did he run it from 25 yards out? And he says, I don't know. We had a sprinkle of Jesus. We carried, rode that for about two years. We rode that. Had the corn dog afterwards. Yeah, he was video or photographed on the midway eating a corn dog that's on the front cover of the newspaper. Unreal. Bob's your uncle. Yeah. <laughs> and then this. you got that wine, Clark. And then Bob's he your throws uncle. his. There he is. And then he throws his receivers under the bus. I'll say it again. Cody can do no wrong with me. Say whatever he wants, I'll always love him. Rider Nation, not as gracious. <laughs> not as forgiving. No, they're not. I asked some people on the weekend, how'd you turn on this guy? Yeah. And they said, that's where it started. Oh. Comments he'd made telling the truth. This player movement, too, reminds me so much of, like, you get attached to a favorite TV show. There was one for me. It was called The Chicago Code. It was unbelievable. I watched every episode. I was, like, ready every week when the new episode came out. And then three months after the season was over, they canceled the show because not enough people watched. I'm like, why did I get so attached? Yeah, You know, yeah. I'm ready for season two, and it's the same with fans. They get attached to players. They buy the jersey. They're all in, and then the player leaves. So you're saying don't get attached. Or you're saying get over it. It's hard to you're get attached. Get or you're going to have a lot of heartbreak. You mentioned heartbreak. We've got some wonderfully smart comments coming in today. Is there a full moon? For instance, Jeff the Stamps fan says it matters overpaying for your house if you can't pay the for furnishings or pay the taxes. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I would I I don't overpay for things, but as Darren knows, I'm cheap. And as uh, what who do we have on here? The Blue Jays announcer. Who's the guy, Clark? I love him. Jays talk. Well, uh, well, Mike Wilner. When I said the Blue Jays overpaid for George Springer a couple years ago. Remember, do, you, do you remember what Mike said? He goes, it's not your money, Rod. <laughs> so if the Edmonton Elks want to overpay for Eugene Lewis, go ahead. 
Terry in Calgary, who's a regular at the Gray Eagle, comes down and watches the show. He says, little trivia. Tim Horton of the Buffalo Sabres, who started a small coffee shop, killed 49 years ago today. Sorry, not football. You would think Tim Hortons would have the flags at half-mass today. Clearly, I was there. I'm at Tim Hortons every day. I was at Tim Hortons twice today, as a matter of fact. One in Moose Jaw, one here. I love Tim Hortons. And there's a guy in Florida that we call Danpa, because he's Dan and he's a grandpa. And we were, I told you this, we were sitting, uh, we were in Dodge City, actually. And uh, he goes, tell me about this Tim Hortons chain. What's the story behind Tim Hortons? Is it still the Hortons family? And I'm like, well, no, Danpa, have a seat, pull up a chair. Let's talk about Tim Hortons, the great Canadian institution that the family has nothing to do with anymore. But that's another topic for another day. Um, we have two minutes till the break, and I'm out of things to talk about. Per se, per se, <laughs> what would you like to talk about? More Tim Horton stories. But what did you tell? Oh, okay, I got one. Johnny Bauer. Okay, I was telling Danpa this. Yeah, the era. Who Danpa? By the way, born in 1950 in Connecticut. We've connected. We're we're tight. I I was doing a dinner with Johnny Bauer somewhere. The Johnny Bauer, the legendary Leafs goaltender. I think he was the oldest rookie to win a Stanley Cup. Something like that. I can't remember. Maybe he was the oldest goalie to win a Stanley Cup. <laughs> it was the Leafs. It was a long time ago. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, but anyways, and there's a statue of Johnny Bauer in the lobby of the Arthauser Center in Prince Albert. You probably know that. Yes. You've been by there. But anyways, Johnny Bauer said, your teammate Tim Horton started this coffee shop, and he asked his teammates to come by on the Leafs on Saturday Having a big party down there. Would you come on down? Paid paid spot. Just shake hands with fans. Probably not take photos. It was the 60s, for God's sakes. But yeah, you know what I mean? Wind up the camera yeah. and scribe it into a stone. Right. So Johnny laughed and said that they went down there for the thing. And then when they went to get paid on Monday at the rink at Maple Leaf Gardens, Tim Horton walked in with 12 boxes of donuts and thermoses of coffee. That's how they paid him. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. The Tim Horton. Killed 49 years ago today, and if you want to know the rest, Google it. We'll be back with more. John Hodge on the way from 3downnation.com. It is the RP Show, and how can you tell? It's Canada's favorite daytime talk show on Game Plus TV. Your southern home of sports and talk, WQEE, the key. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Cause it's a heave ho, hi oh, stealing wheat and barley, such a young man's game. Hey, there's an easier way to plunder. Playnow.com, Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. How do we score such a bounty? With slot games, table games, and sports betting. Winning such a treasure, there'd be no more swabbing the deck. Visit Playnow.com to sign up today. Play with confidence, plus profits stay in Saskatchewan. Must be 19 plus to play. Use your game sense. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Yeah, here we go. We are back, and I apologize for those that have written in today on the 902 line. Maybe in this segment we'll be able to get to your comments. We will at some point, trust me. On the Tim Hortons thing, 49 years ago today, Tim Horton was killed. It was a car crash right on the QEW. I knew enough of the story. BW and Edmonton's watching. He says, Ron Joyce took full control of the Tim Hortons company in 1975 by buying the half interest held by Lori Horton, Mr. Horton's widow, for one million Canadian dollars in a Cadillac Eldorado. I'd take that deal. I like caddies. Uh, before we bring the moose back in, a sports update today. The Western Hockey League announced that Kelly McCrimmon 
Former head coach, general manager, governor, and owner of the Brandon Wheat Kings has been named this year's recipient of the WHL Governor's Award. My nemesis. WHL Governor's Award is the highest honor that WHL bestows on an individual who has been associated with the league. Now representing the Wheat Kings as alternate governor, McCrimmon was a permanent everyday fixture with the club from 1988 through 2016. There are nine games on the NHL slate tonight with three Canadian teams in action. The Montreal Canadiens coming off an impressive 6-2 win over the Oilers on Sunday. Host Chicago. The Senators visit the New York Islanders and the Winnipeg Jets look to extend their win streak to three games when they host the Seattle Kraken. This sports update for Landmark Cinemas. Here's what's on at the movies right now. At Landmark Cinemas, A Man Called Otto, based on the comical and moving number one New York Times bestseller, A Man Called Otto, stars Tom Hanks as Otto Anderson. Get there. Landmark Cinemas. Okay. Uh, CFL Free Agency. The viewership continues to go go up. Um, I, I feel like... In, Somebody wrote in here, Darren Moose Dupont. He's here. He's still here, sipping coffee on the couch. That the biggest story of the day is the Montreal Alouettes being s- taken over by the Canadian Football League. I, I don't know. I, I guess for me, Cody Fajardo going to the Alouettes is a big deal. We're sitting here waiting to hear that the Saskatchewan Rough Riders have signed Trevor Harris. That's obviously a formality, right? Where else is he going to go? Yeah, I would imagine that's a formality. Um, I think Montreal's already got their backup too for Cody, so I don't think there's an issue there. Like who, who, who's it? Um, I'd have to go back and look. Clark, if you can take a peek at three downs. Oh, there Caleb Evans. That's right. Formerly of the Ottawa Thank Red you. Blacks. Thank you. Um, when you were thinking Mike Wilner, I, I almost said Will Bond. So I wanted to make sure we got that name right. But um, yeah, I think yeah. the story is interesting because now. We have the optimism of new ownership in Montreal. And who might it be? Maybe it's Ryan Reynolds. Maybe it's somebody, right? Like, those things are now on the table, even if they're not likely. Okay. Woosa. Settle it. Settling things down. How about that? Player movement is what it is. By tomorrow, you're going to largely forget about it till training camp opens. That's a fact. Yeah. But you know my guy in South Florida who's been writing me about this Alouette's ownership thing. You haven't met him, but you've talked to him on the phone. He talks about the importance of local ownership. Supposedly, I guess, they're looking for ownership in Quebec, more specifically Montreal for the Alouette's. And he said, well, that's important. He goes, how many local owners are there really in sports? How many are there? Um, And how important is it? I brought up Amar Doman in BC. I said, he's doing a great job. And he said, good point, but that's fairly rare. A lot of owners don't live in that town. Or like Jerry Jones wasn't from Dallas. You know, um, Eugene Melnick is from Ottawa with the Senators, but Brian Reynolds is going to buy the team. Nobody's going to care. Right. How important is local ownership, really? Um, not that important. I actually think it could be a detriment. Yeah? You want the best owners in. If if Jerry Jones isn't from Dallas, then that's the best example I could give you of a guy who doesn't matter where you're from, but as long as you commit yourself to that team and you be part of that team, he moved there, lives, you know what I mean? He's now synonymous with Dallas. You might as well, he might as well be local, right? That's really what matters more than anything else. I want to say I thought that he was from uh, Arkansas. But I'm going to look it up right here. I'm going to the big board. Yeah. Where the hell is it? Jerry Jones. Well, he went to high school in North Little Rock, Arkansas. He's from Little Rock, Arkansas. I knew it. But that's just because it's my team. Right. Fun chat here, which I got all day for. Richard is watching on Game Plus TV in Edmonton, where we're carried on TELUS, Channel 924. Just with the Elks and how good they're going to be or not be. Yeah. He says, I don't know about selling more tickets in Edmonton. The city hates the name Elks. And he writes it in all caps. Uh, He says, I live in Edmonton, but a Ryder fan all the way. And he says, hopefully Trevor Harris is not a cancer in the dressing room like everywhere he played. Stop. Richard is the name. I don't know about Trevor Harris in the locker room. I don't know. I'm not getting into that. But I will say this, 
They changed the name from Eskimos to Elks, and from anybody I know in Edmonton, they do hate the name Elks. But if you're staying away just because you hate the name Elks, you're only really hurting yourself. Personally. Yeah. Wouldn't you say that? I agree. Um, but I get it because they changed the name and then the team sucks, right? So now the word Elks is synonymous with losing. It's synonymous with an empty stadium. All oh, yeah. these negative things, right? <laughs> right. That you think Subconsciously. about without. Subconsciously. Yeah. And it's kind of what I deal with. And I really believe if they come out and have a good year and start having that brand as synonymous with winning, people in that town are going to feel a whole lot different really quick about the name Elks. Look with how they feel about Red Blacks. I know we're kind of like, I keep bringing that up, but, you know, and we kind of largely, whether we like it or don't like it, we don't really care anymore because they've won a little bit. Now we, that name has good meaning in Ottawa and in that franchise, well, even though they weren't good last year. I don't know what we're supposed to do here on the air every day. Like, Darren and I have been good friends since 2015. We remember the day we met, June of 2015, and... um the last four years we've been together, talked every day. So you know what my circle of friends are, and uh, I'm getting to a point. They had this president, Chris Presson, and you tell me, Edmonton Elks fans, if I'm right on this, but they had this American president, Chris Presson, of the Edmonton Eskimos, and under pressure from a couple sponsors, he, they changed the name. And then they end up firing the guy. And now we're sitting here with a name that nobody wants. I know I'm taking the long way to get to my point. But one of those guys that I talk with in my circle of friends, these are, he's probably watching the show right now. Remember when I put him on the speakerphone we were driving to Saskatoon? Yeah. He was the old coach. And you were like, you couldn't believe his language. <laughs> the way he swore. I know. Uh, but anyways, we talked about when you have, I'm not going to call Chris Preston an idiot. Because I've never met him. He was on this show when he was the president of the Edmonton Elks. So do you remember that? And yeah. he was like, great to be on your show, my friend. I'm like, I'm not your friend. We've never met. He's one of those kind of guys. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I'm not going to call him an idiot, but I do know of some idiots that run sports teams. And, you know, I said to that coach, we were talking on the phone, not the day you were listening, but I said, hey, you just got to roll with it, man, because we're not in control. And the boards put him in these positions and the owners put him in these positions. And he goes, yes, but the collateral damage while we're waiting, ruining careers, ruining people, ruining franchises. Is it too much to say that Chris Preston ruined the Edmonton Eskimos? Well, they haven't recovered yet. <laughs> he might have. Are we declaring it today? Well, <laughs> they're still kicking. There's, there's still a pulse, and with what Chris Jones has done in free agency in the last couple of weeks and today, um, there's some signs of life. Like they're, I think they might have grabbed onto the rope right now and leg on the rope, and I think they're really close. So they can be saved, and I think they're, they've taken a lot of the necessary steps in the right direction. Mandy in Edmonton, probably enjoying this Edmonton chat right now. She says, uh, Trevor Harris isn't a cancer in the locker room. What the hell? <laughs> I know, right? That's why you just can't listen to anybody. You just got blah, blah, blah. I don't listen to anybody. Uh, Ted in Arizona, regarding Jera, he says, I think local ownership is very important. If you're trying to get government help in building facilities, Jerry Jones is a unicorn among owners. Different topic, different day. Jerry paid for everything with his own money and won three Super Bowls. They didn't care. He could be from the moon. They'd love him in Dallas because he won and paid for everything out of his own pocket. I know they don't understand that in Canada. Completely a weird thinking. Right. Right? Rich in Edmonton. I appreciate him every day he writes in. He says, regarding the Elks, bad team. Hard stadium to get to. You have to take the train. No connection to the name Elks. An NHL first city. Lots of reasons we're staying away. <sighs> How do I argue with that? <laughs> you can't. Uh, well, hey, 
BW regarding this. He says, when Boston Pizza started to push the Eskimos name out, so did my dollars away from Boston Pizza. That was three years ago. Yeah. And, and again, I don't know if that necessarily speaks for everybody in town and that dollars are being held out of places because of the name change. I think there's just a lot of negativity around the team. You change the name. You haven't been very good. There's been a lot of turnover, right? Let's see what happens now. Again, good things are happening right now. If it translates to on-field success and they start winning games, getting to the playoffs, maybe winning a Grey Cup, I think you'll see things really turn in Edmonton. Uh, it's like the Jerry Jones thing. He came in and not long after they started winning Super Bowls. So if they were losing, he'd have been a loser too. But yeah, <laughs> right. I get what you're saying. Elks have had a lot of bad things happen. That we want to hide and sweep under this massive thing called the name change, right? The name change might have nothing to do with it. Uh, I love Ted and Red Deer, but we're, we're arguing here. He goes, not true, Rod. He paid for the team with his own money. The facilities and stadium are a different story. This current, there's a reason they call it Jerry World. The majority of that was paid for by Jerry Jones' money. Well, let's look it up. <laughs> How did we get on this topic? And by the way, John <laughs> Hodge joins us next after this next break to talk about the player movement today. But viewer Scott Ford writes in, he says, are these sponsors that forced a name change still sponsoring the team? I don't know, but I distinctly remember on this show saying you can't have sponsors dictating how you do business. You can't have a backbone. If you believe in the name Eskimos, that it's not offensive. But here's Chris Presson's from wherever. Phoenix? What does he know about the Eskimo way? You know? So I don't know. That's their team. What I, under, what I know is it's very ugly. Darren and I stopped by a alumni, the alumni lounge last summer. We were at a game, remember? And there was two alumni sitting at a table. They immediately launched into this. Mm -hmm. right, immediately. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. We're going to break, and uh, we'll talk about this uh, opening day of CFL Free Agency and what John Hodge knows about the Alouette's ownership situation from 3downnation.com, Canada's number one source for football news. We're live on Game Plus, your favorite podcast platform, and on your southern home of sports and talk, WQEE, the key. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. RP Show continues and airing all across Manitoba. Bell MTS Cable carries Game Plus TV. Fastall Max and Sask. Telus Alberta, BC. East Link, Kojiko. Rogers across Eastern Canada. Thanks for being aboard. The opening day of free agency in the CFL outside of the Grey Cup game itself is the biggest day of the year in the Canadian Football League. And joining us to talk about it is John Hodge from 3NowNation.com. He's been breaking his share of stories today as always. G'day, John. Thanks. And before we get into the player movement, the day began with the CFL announcing they have taken over ownership and control of the Montreal Alouettes franchise for now. What do you know about that situation, John? Well, I don't think this is going to be a long-term situation for the league and the Montreal Wets, fortunately. I, I do think they are going to be successful in finding a buyer in the relatively short term. That being said, I mean, what a disappointing ending to what three years ago seemed to have a lot of momentum behind it. Sid Spiegel, who passed away in the summer of 2021, then 89 years old as the buyer of the team. I believe he was 91, reportedly, when he passed and his son-in-law, Gary Stern, came in with a belly full of fire. I'll never forget Gary Stern in his very first introductory press conference, taking a shot, totally unprompted, at the Toronto Argonauts. And obviously, things fell off a cliff there for the Alouettes. And obviously, part of that is due to Sid, Siegel, Sid Spiegel's passing. Part of it is to do with the COVID-19 pandemic. I get there are mitigating circumstances, but the reality is this team is back living in mom and dad's basement, right, in 2023. They were owned by the CFL three years ago, and they're back now, right? It, it, it's like the kid who keeps coming back to live in mom and dad's basement. And uh, again, I understand the mitigating circumstances, but 
frankly, it's disappointing that the Owls, a very once proud franchise looking to get back on its feet, finds itself back in this situation. Yeah, and the reason they're not anymore is because of ownership, of course. You know that. And um, there, there were plenty of suitors the last time, and I think there will be plenty of suitors now. Um, so to the player movement in the CFL, so far what we know on this opening day of free agency, what's your read on who's changed teams? Well, there's been a lot of movement here, Roddy, a lot, just in the last little bit. I think the most notable changes are the Alouettes and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, essentially just trading quarterbacks. We've got Cody Fajardo heading east. Trevor Harris, albeit not officially, will be a member of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders today. By all accounts, uh, that's going to change, obviously, the complexion of those two franchises. And I think it's interesting the way that in a very short period of time, narratives in this league can shift. A year ago... We were talking about Cody Fajardo as an MOP candidate. And a year ago, Trevor Harris, people forget, was a backup. This is a guy who signed back in in Montreal behind Vernon Adams Jr. He wasn't named the starter there until week three of this past year. So I think this is a better fit for both teams. For Fajardo, I think he had to get out of a hotbed in the CFL and go to a place where maybe he's playing under a little bit less pressure. He does have a familiar face there, of course, in head coach Jason Moss, who was, of course, the OC this past season with the Riders. And for a guy like Trevor Harris, who's never played in a, a huge CFL hotbed like Saskatchewan or like Winnipeg, I think this is a great opportunity for him to grow his legacy. Yes, he's 36, but he's talked about playing another five, another six years in this league. And with the way that he takes care of his body, it's not impossible to imagine that happening. So to me, those are the two biggest moves so far in a large group of signings that have already taken place. Yeah, is it ever? Uh, by the way, <laughs> you and I have been around this league a long time. I don't know anybody who's played in Montreal that hasn't loved it, you know, for, for a variety of reasons. But one of those, I think, is the an anonymity. Not everybody can handle the pressure of Sask. And, um, you know, I don't know what it's like in Winnipeg, what the pressure situation is their job. I've never really heard that being a problem for players. Well, Winnipeg is, is a lot larger than Regina, right? We're talking about three, four times the population. And right now, I don't think there's a lot of pressure on the team because they've had so much success. I can remember over the years, newcomers, not so much players, more coaches and personnel people, bemoaning the inevitable questions from the media about the team's long Grey Cup drought, which I, I understand, right? If, if you're coming into a situation where the team hasn't won a Grey Cup in 25 years, like, well, what am I supposed to do about that? I I I worked. I started working here yesterday, right? There's nothing you could do about yeah. the last 25 years. But I remember that question. Uh, I think adding some pressure to the mix. And after the team, especially, went back to back in 2021, I think those questions have been put to bed, at least theoretically, for the next 25 years, unless the team, of course, doesn't win another Great Cup in 25 years. Then then those questions have come back. But Winnipeg, I don't think is as intense as Regina. Of course, the Jets are here. They weren't here you know, going back about 12 years. So I think that helps as well. So Regina, definitely number one. Winnipeg, I'd probably put at number two. You make a great point about the winning, though. And Troy Westwood, obviously a good friend of mine, he used to freak out, as you know, on the radio, going, you can't blame this year's team for the 30-year drought. <laughs> you can't. They exactly. weren't here. This is exactly what, what you just said. The one thing it appears to me is Saskatchewan's gone to work retooling their offensive line and free agency today. Am I right on that? Yes, they've signed Philip Blake from the Toronto Argonauts. He was a member of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders for a couple of seasons in 2018 and 2019. He's 36. He's getting up there in age. However, he is a guy who has yet to play 100 career games. He was a fourth-round pick uh, to the Denver Broncos. He's a Toronto native. He's Canadian, but he was a pick out of Baylor in the NFL. Spent a bunch of years kind of bouncing around there, but never played. Came up to the CFL in 2015 as a member of the Montreal Alouettes. And uh, last year, I think, surprised a lot of people. And I don't think we gave him enough credit for this, frankly, last year. He was starter at guard for a couple of years in the CFL. He's also started at center in his career. Suddenly, Toronto finds themselves in injury problems. He bounces out to left tackle. And Roddy, obviously, the Argonauts did a great job protecting their quarterbacks through the playoffs because they were able to win a Grey Cup. And Philip Blake was starting at left tackle during those games, including the Grey Cup, where Willie Jefferson and Jackson Jeffcoat, outside of a big strip sack that Jack Jackson Jeffcoat had early on, 
were relatively quiet. So, yes, he's older, but I do think that he's going to be a strong candidate to start at left tackle for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. We know that Taryn Vaughn, the starter from that position a year ago, has left for the Ottawa Red Blacks in free agency. So, Philip Blake, not only, I think, potentially an upgrade at that spot as a kind of a surprise addition at left tackle, but he's also going to help their ratio by being an extra Canadian starter if Saskatchewan continues starting an all-Canadian interior to that line. If they don't, they now have the freedom to go American, potentially, at one of those interior spots. So I like the move for Saskatchewan. I think it's an upgrade for their offensive line, which was obviously needed after this past season. Uh, John, I tell Dunk every time he's on uh, that you guys are not only the first source that I go for CFL News, it's the only source that I go for CFL News. So I, nobody covers it deeper than you guys uh, or with more integrity and truth, in my opinion. I want your take on this. The negotiation window, this is what, year two of it? Do you like the way that it's worked out? Has it had the uh, desired result, do you think? I love the window. I believe this is year three of the window, and okay. I think it's it's one of the smartest moves that the CFL has made, at least in my time covering the league. I, I really do. It gives you a great opportunity as a player or as an agent or as a team, frankly, to go out there and and find your worth right on the open market ahead of the first day of free agency. And what it does is it creates, I think, a lot of hype building up to the first day of free agency that maybe was missing under the old system. We know that teams were obviously talking to pending free agents well before the the negotiation window. There's a reason it's called the legal tampering window. Tampering is as much a tradition in the CFL as the rouge, my friend. That being said, I like it. I think it expedites the process when you get to free agency. I think it builds more hype going into free agency. And if there was ever a concern that that free agency would just be kind of a one and done, I don't think that's the case because there's so much talent even now on the board. I think we're up to 25 signings and there are still players. I got my big board here. Sean Lemon, Darnell Sankey, Cameron Kelly, Chris Edwards, you know, Darius Sirocco. You go down the list. There are lots of players. Simone Lawrence, household names who have yet to agree to deals and might have to wait depending on how things shake out to when prices come down a little bit in day two, day three. So the window gets a big thumbs up from me. Frankly, it's something the league should have done 20 years ago. I like it. Well, I'll tell you what. I was surprised when Clark uh, put your name on the board that you had time to join us today because it is the busiest day <laughs> of the year. Uh, for So I got more, but I'll let you go. John, let's do it again soon, uh, please, and keep up the great work. Anytime, my friend. Thanks for having me. John Hodge, 3 downnationcom out of Winnipeg. Moose will join us next. Uh, sports update coming your way in. Full-on audience takeover on this very big day in the Canadian Football League. You're watching live on Game Plus Television and listening live on WQEE, your southern home of sports and talk. The key. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Because it's a heave-ho, hi-ho! Stealing wheat and barley, such a young man's game. Hey, there's an easier way to plunder. Playnow.com, Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. How do we score such a bounty? With slot games, table games, and sports betting. Winning such a treasure, there'd be no more swabbing the deck. Visit Playnow.com to sign up today. Play with confidence, plus profits stay in Saskatchewan. Must be 19 plus to play. Use your game sense. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Yeah, and we got the moose here, too. It's overtime. It's brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home of the UFC. And the National Hockey League and the home of our Super Bowl watch party the other night. The place was packed. Man, we had a good time, didn't yeah. we? Ricky the Iguana. Came out of retirement, our mascot. Hey, be watching at other events across this continent with Ricky. I might take him back to Florida with me. You get cruel you know and unusual punishment. You know, how about these in, in that costume, in that heat? I'd be willing to do it <laughs> for the company. No, it would be great. You should. It's so much fun. Uh, 
I'm going to turn this all over to the 902 uh, text line, and I hope that our audience, that our Canadian Football League fans enjoyed the coverage. This was a very fast two hours today. By the way, where's Wayne and Victoria been on the biggest day in the CFL offseason? He ain't even around. You know. But that's fine. Rose in Edmonton regarding her beloved Edmonton football team. Why they're a dumpster fire now. She writes in and she says there were many reasons for the attendance. Very poor attendance the last few years. She says it piled on. First the name change, Eskimos to Elks. Then the absolute garbage way they treated longtime season ticket holders. Then they sucked. It'll take a while, but I think they will sell tickets if they win. Oh, it doesn't take long. I, I enjoy going to Commonwealth Stadium. We were treated like kings by Victor Kui, the president of the team. And I've had great times uh, at that stadium going in as a visitor with the Rough Riders. And now I just go in as a fan. And we love it. Yeah. It's a great it's awesome. town. Great town to go to. Richard from Edmonton. What did we tell you about Edmonton? They show up in our analytics. They're the third highest city for viewership and audience of our show, but they never write in. Today they are. Yeah. Richard says, what is an elk? It's the largest member of the deer family. I looked it up. From Devon in Burns Lake, B.C. If you can't be here when the elks go 4 and 14, they don't want you when they go. Five and 13. <laughs> I was How about, about to just go off, you know, but it was a funny That's joke. kind of funny. That is really funny. Regarding Cody Fajardo and Trevor Harris swapping teams, which is funny. Somebody said this to me within the last week. Why didn't they just trade him? You know, anyways, they switched, they traded teams. Yeah. Jim Wagner says, uh, good day, RP crew. Cody and Trevor are both good guys. And no, they didn't need to write farewell letters, but that's who they are. Loving the show. And this is the on vogue thing now, particularly for, it seems to be just CFL players. Yeah. When they leave a team, they write a note to the fans. Who did the first one? Who started this? That's what I want to know. Can anybody tell me? Do you know? Because I don't know. How it's... No. no Who was the first one? I know. I feel like it was this offseason. Oh, in the CFL, yeah. But this was going on way before Twitter and Instagram. I remember, you know... Players, Give me an example. Players, players were doing full-page um, newspaper, you know, farewells. Veterans. I want to say, did Terrell Suggs do one in Baltimore? I don't know. But anyways, Sizzle? Full pages where they do a picture and they say, thank you, Baltimore. By the, and a signature or whatever on the full page of the newspaper. That, for me, is the first thing I remember players doing but that. But it, it, it seems to be it's decidedly owned CFL thing right now. It very much is. Regarding our invitation to go to Vancouver and broadcast from a casino this summer from Arlen Bruce. Can we get our crew on that? Mm -hmm. Dougal Cameron in Calgary writes in and says, Vancouver in the summer is the same as Florida in the winter. I have seen both. Just do it, Rod. Sure. How about that? I want to. As people seem to think you just wave a wand. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, twice yesterday I was asked, so what do you do in Florida in an average day? I said, the same thing I do here in an average day. The same thing, except a lot more outside. Yeah. NHL All-Star Week, 31 degrees and sunny. Hello. Ripping around in the Jeep, eating outdoors. Going for a walk. What, why, 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 why do they think it's some place that you go and do things that you wouldn't do anywhere else? Right. I just do it. <laughs> and my eyelids don't hurt. What's a typical day for you? Yeah, I don't sit there and have my face freeze and say, why do I live here? Like I see so many people putting on social media now. Wilf, regarding our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, uh, our poll question today is which third jersey is the best. We're down to the final four, Buffalo Sabres or Pittsburgh Penguins, and this is not a surprise at all. Moose and I are literally salt and pepper, peas and carrots, vanilla chocolate. We're opposite on things. I love Buffalo. I would have loved to have seen a Buffalo-LA final, but it's Pittsburgh for him. It's Buffalo for me. And Clark, what do you got on YouTube for the vote there? 75% say Buffalo. 
Both. Okay. Let's go, Buffalo. And he says Twitter's the exact opposite. They love the Penguins. Wilf in Steinbach, Manitoba, regarding the Buffalo Bills potentially being a dynasty, he says, uh, what's up, Clark? He says, hi, Rod and Moose. Buffalo were bridesmaids. They were no damn dynasty. We talk about dynasty. I can't remember who the guy was on ESPN radio this morning saying the Buffalo Bills were a dynasty. Right. Of what? Four straight AFC conference championships. Yay. And what did they get for that? A bag of chips? Yeah. Participation trophy. By the way, I went to the third judge on mm. the scorecard. And? YouTube says Buffalo. Uh, Twitter, Twitter says, says Pittsburgh. And RodPeterson.com says 50-50. Oh. <laughs> uh, who is in the other two? Uh, Winnipeg, who is the Cinderella LA. story. Winnipeg and L.A. And L.A. They're the Cinderella story making it all the way to the Final Four. Tomorrow's going to be wild. Yeah. Jason in Red Deer. This is a good one. He says, you got to love CFL free agency. It's like picking sticks before a game of shinny. <laughs> that changes every year. Uh, Back in the last middle. minute of play in the RP show. Kevin, the medium, says, will Charleston Hughes end up back in Stampeder's land? Looks like it might happen. Maybe that's why it's a CFL thing that you write a farewell letter. You might have to come back. Andrew Stout says, Trevor Harris going to find a big difference between Crescent Street and St. Catharines and Albert and Dudney. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, Trevor Harris, he don't know what he's in for. He doesn't know. We'll find out whether he likes it or not. Yeah. Okay, Moose, nice work. You too. Yeah, to the entire IKS crew. Way to go, boys. And thank you to our guests today, Luke Gazdick and Johnny Hodge. Three Down Nation has the best CFL free agency news today. Tomorrow, it'll be all hockey. We'll see you at noon Eastern here on Game Plus and WQE. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.